Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. This is episode 1026, my interview with Billy Price. We're discussing his journey from wheelchair to footwear. Enjoy. Hello, Billy. Welcome to the Hidden Why Podcast. Great to have you here today. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much. I love the opportunity. That's an absolute pleasure, mate. What, um, whereabouts are you in the world? We are, or I am, uh, born and raised in Seattle, Washington, still living here and working here. Yeah, okay. You ever moved far from there or? You know, I, I've traveled the world quite a bit, but there's nothing really, uh, there's nothing like home. So uh, nothing like home. I've always kind of found my way back to, back to home, which is in Seattle. Yeah, nice, man. Nice. Well, welcome to the show. You've got a bit of a, uh, well, an interesting story. I guess everyone's got an interesting story, but um, certainly yours is, is one which is a bit more unique. Give us a little bit of a background as to your your journey and, and where you are now. Yeah, sure thing. Um, so I'm I'm a wheelchair user. Uh, that wasn't always the case. Um, I, yeah. I broke my neck at broke my neck at 18 and uh, fell out of a three story window. And uh, really, when that happened, um, it was a spinal cord injury, and my life changed immediately. So sorry, so fell out of a three story window. Fell out of a three story window. Uh, head first fall and um to concrete and uh, broke my neck broke my back and um just a spinal cord injury and my life just changed in a hurry well it there would were, do that's amazing how did you were, manage to was, fall out of a window can i ask well you know that's i don't know i think it was kind of a sleepwalk kind of deal i never really figured that out um certainly when i was going through rehab i asked that question all the time like why me why did this happen and uh it ended up being like more of an unanswerable question so i just kind of moved on Wow. Okay. Such a young but, age, uh, but I mean, I, I guess you're, you're probably grateful that you're here still and doing what you're doing. Oh, well, that's the thing. I mean, there were so many things I was grappling with and I finally figured it out. It's like, you know what? It's like, it's not a matter of why it happened. It's, it's a matter of I'm still around. I mean, I fall like that, you know, you crunch the numbers that you kill you, but uh, just the fact that I was still around and kind of living on bonus time. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. So tell us a, a little bit about that journey then. So you fell out the window, you went through some, some pretty serious rehab, I would assume, and, and probably operations and things like that too. I did. Yeah. So it was, just, it was a big operation on my neck and my lower back. So I got metal in both places. And then I just, you know, that fall left me as a quadriplegic. So it affected all four limbs of my body, um, my hands, my hand function. Um, I just don't have the best dexterity. So there were just a lot of things I had to relearn how to do, like brush my teeth, write my name, figure out how to, I mean, I wasn't walking all of a sudden. So I had to figure out what wheelchairs and replace my legs. And uh, I don't know, just like day by day, just trying to get better. Yeah. Um, and to get back Maybe. out there in the world. What, um, can I ask your age now, Billy? I am 44. <laughs> I think I got to crunch the numbers there. Yeah, okay. 44 now, Brooklyn, I get 18. Okay. Well, you've done the journey. Can I ask, I mean, that's that's something fairly significant to go through in life, and I guess not everyone can share that sort of a story. For you, what what was the the motivation or inspiration to push through that? Because I imagine it's not at all easy. Yeah, it, it was, I don't know. I, I there, was, there was just a situation where I started focusing on, it really rooted in like me still, still being around, still being alive. I mean, when I was in the hospital, all I could think about was the stuff that I had lost. I mean, that's like immediately when you're 18 years old, you know, you're so independent and you're just like kind of bullheaded as well and you're ready to take on the world by storm. And uh, all of a sudden I just kind of felt like, I just kind of felt like I was robbed of all that. And uh, mm -hmm. so as I'm laying on my hospital bed and 
trying to figure out what the next steps were going to be. Um, it just, it just took me to a dark place. I mean, I was just really sad about it. Yeah. But then what happened was it was, it was a matter of like a, a, a switch got flipped and I realized that I still had, I was still alive for one. I still had a brain. Um, and I felt like I still had some value to add. So I started to build my foundation on that and just like inch by inch, just tried to make some progress. Wow. Did you read books or podcasts? I mean, what was your headspace there to push through that? Well, I was in rehab. I was, I was an inpatient in the hospital. So I really focused hundred percent of my efforts on, on rehab, rehabilitation, getting stronger, figuring out how to use what I still had the best that I could. Um, yeah. Trying to find like mentors that have been in wheelchairs, um, you know, long, I mean, they'd already been in wheelchairs quite some time and ask them questions of, you know, just kind of tricks of the trade where some of the tricks they learned along the way, one, one mentally to cope, but also just like, you know, what kind of equipment, what kind of gear were they using? How to mm-hmm. dress yourself, just like small little, small little tidbits of information. I was really calling it anything. Yeah. That's um, quite a journey. And now you're, you're running a fairly successful company. I am. Yeah. So, you know, when we talk about dressing, I mean, I was kind of alluding to that just a little bit there. Um, I, along the way, you know, I figured out how to do a lot of things, but really the one thing that escaped me, I figured out how to put my pants on, how to put my shoes on, or excuse me, how to put my shirt on and my sweatshirt and all that jazz. But the one thing I didn't have sorted out was shoes. And uh, the, on the market, there really wasn't anything that, you know, satisfying my needs. So yeah. um, I teamed with a, a good friend later on in life that turned out that he was working on a shoe project of his own. And that when he was telling me about it, I threw an idea at him. I'm like, you know what? I bet if we have a shoe with a zipper in it, that goes around, it goes the outside around the toe, it folds over. I could step my foot in unobstructed and really take back that independence. And uh, he had the contacts in place. He made a prototype. And uh, sure enough, it worked just as we had hoped. And uh, really? it was really just such a special moment in time that uh, we opted to share it with the world. And we didn't know what it would look like. But we um, just kind of threw it out there and it started uh, resonating just really well with just a huge amount of people. And uh, we turned it into a business and uh, never looked back. That's cool. I'm just looking at the website now. Is this the right one? Ever, everyhuman.com? Or is that- so every human, I, so I love that you're on every human right now. Every human is our, one of our distributor partners. So they, uh-huh. they uh, all the traffic that we have in Australia um, and New Zealand and you know, kind of in that area, uh, we point traffic, um, we point traffic to them. We also yeah. have, re- actually, we have a retail partner over in New Zealand as well, but, uh, you know, those two, every human and, um, um, adaptive footwear, uh, those two entities kind of command that area. Okay. But the so way- I see the website yes. here, bully, billyfootwear.com. Yep, exactly. That's the mothership. And, uh, okay. Yeah. And, so uh, it's, so it's right awesome. around the front of the toe and up the side. So it just flips right open. Exactly. Exactly. Kind of, flips over and just exposes the whole inner footbed and you can drop your foot in unobstructed. And it's just been, it's been awesome. It's been awesome for a couple of reasons. One is, mm. you know, like those that need the function, because we really want to do, we want to smash fashion and function together in the spirit of inclusion. And uh, those that need the function have really been empowered. But the thing is, it's a trendy looking shoe. I mean, it can sit on the shelves of major retail retailers. Um, and uh like an example, like my three-year-old kid, right? Anything I can do to get him out the door faster is always a good thing. So um, he can put his shoes on without trouble at all. Yeah, yeah, they look the part too. They they look kind of stylish and they actually look comfortable. 
you got the laces up the front there, so it looks like it's pretty much a regular shoe, isn't it? But just an easier concept. It is, yeah. And I'm glad you called out the laces. The laces are functional, so they can kind of get yeah, the fit right. Because okay. everyone's everyone's foot. I mean, for the most part, everyone has feet, but uh, you use the laces to get. The, yeah, you use the laces to get the fit right. Um, kind of your custom foot for your own a custom fit for your own foot, yes. and then just use the zipper afterwards. Have you got business ones in these? I do. Yeah. So, I mean, we got, uh, we have a whole adult line. Um, and, uh, we do, I mean, I guess it's more business casual. We haven't really gone full formal yet, but that is in the cooker. We do get the request from customers. Yeah. I'm into it. I, um, I constantly take my shoes on and off, uh, throughout, throughout my day. So lace-ups become a little bit painful, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. That'd well, that's good. the thing. I mean, everyone loves a convenient shoe. So, uh, um, it's it's great to be able to have a design out there that really facilitates that need for everyone. Yeah, and I think the thing with um, you know laceless shoes, whilst they're easy to slip on and off, they they're not always the right fit, you know, and um, can be worse for your feet too. Correct. Yeah, you sl- yeah you have to shove your foot in that shoe, and it either fits or it doesn't. There's really no flexibility whatsoever. So we mm. try to we try to combine like all the all the benefits of a, a quick and easy slip on. Um, with some adjustability and also just add that function for those who really need it. I like it. I like it. So how long has this company been running for now, Billy? So we started our company in February, 2012, mm-hmm. but uh, you don't just, it takes some time to really ramp it up and build it. So yeah. we really didn't hit the shelves of major retailers until August of 2017. So it was really, you know, all concept for a number of years. And then um, we got we started getting connected with the right people that could really help us to move forward. So okay. August August of 2017, that's when we hit the shelves for uh, back to school, yep. back to school in the northern hemisphere. And yep. then um, uh, we was really just off to the races. And then as we got the word more and more out, people were sharing it, and uh, all of a sudden, people from all over the world were reaching out. Uh, one of which being Australia, and uh, it's just been awesome to not only help the customer, like facilitate to the customer but also like build relationships with retail partners in those areas too, to do even more, more value. Yeah. Who came up with the name? <laughs> well, that was, that wasn't me. Um, that was my <laughs> co-founder. He's like, you know what? I mean, the brand, the brand's kind of rooted in your story. So we got to call it Billy. And I was like, all right. It actually well. works, but doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, and it worked well with the logo too. It's like, we wanted to, it was kind of a play on words. Um, we wanted to have a logo that, cause our logo is a goat and, uh, it's like Billy, Billy Goat, like, okay. But we also wanted to have like a, a logo that's really embodied tenacity, grit, determination with, if it's facing any challenges, I put its head down and blast right through it. So yeah, that's that. The logo, I'm just trying to find this logo now. Oh yeah, the goat. Cool. I like it. <laughs> um, so that's, I, I guess I like the idea. I mean, I like the, the, how the, the idea was born out of um, a pain point that you had personally. And then you've, you've used that and come up with an idea, but actually gone through and executed as well. I guess a lot of people have ideas, but they find the barrier between idea and, and creation or execution very difficult. Is there anything that you can sort of give us there or, or tell us, you know, how you manage that? that concept? Yeah, and, and, that's, and that's a great point because you, you hit it right on the head. Um, it, is, it is difficult. It's difficult. It's costly. It takes a long time. It's you know, it's just, is this everything? It's challenging. So what I'd really say is like, if your heart's there and your passion's there and you really believe in the product or the solution or whatever it is that you're building, I mean, it could be a nonprofit, whatever it is, 
just, uh, you just got to lean into it, lean into it. Don't quit. And uh, just yeah. know that it's going to take some time. It's probably never going to go as fast as you want it to. But then when you build that foundation, um, get ready because it can really take off <laughs> and get ready for those challenges too. When it does take off, you need to be able to get like a great team around you to help, you know, build it with you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's, it's your baby. It's like, so this whole, this whole company started with Darren and myself. So we need to be the biggest cheerleaders. We need to be the biggest, you know, advocates for the brand and, um, and, uh, really choose those relationships to help us build it. Who's your, who's your partner, business partner? His name's Darren Donaldson. Darren? Uh, the two, yeah, Darren and I, uh, we've been longtime friends. We grew up together, rode the bus together, played baseball together. Um, yeah. So we'd known each other a that's long cool. time. So nice so. Um, so yeah, I mean, just keep on going with your, your plan, I suppose, is is always good advice. Um did you I mean, obviously Darren, you said had a bit of something in the background already happening. Was that did that help the process? No, it definitely did. Yeah, he uh it was interesting. He just really challenged himself to to do something that he'd never done before. He's like, you know what? I mean, he's, he basically said to himself, I like, I like shoes. Um, I'm going to go out and learn how to make shoes. I'm going to figure out how, what it takes to manufacture it, what it takes to design it and talk to the right people to be able to create a prototype and actually start his own little brand. Mm. So he had his own little shoe project going and that's what he was sharing with me. Um, and, uh, I just got so excited about it. That's when I threw him an idea of my own and, uh, right. It was just, I, I wasn't, it was just a spontaneous thing at a party. Um, just kind of catching up. And then it's interesting how that yeah. small little moment in time, you know, fast forward years later, it's really turned into something like a big company that's putting food on a lot of employees tables that we have right now, but also just adding a value, a lot of value to a lot of people. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's one thing to bring up an idea at a party, but then to take it serious and commit to that idea is, is another thing. So obviously you both found value in the idea to, to take that next step. Yeah, very much so. And it was a side hustle for a number of years. I mean, we yep. had our full-time jobs we were doing during the day and we, we'd work on the shoe project. Uh, we basically work nine to five and then work on shoes from five till midnight in the weekends. And then, uh, just over a number of years, um, started to get some pun intended traction <laughs> with our project. And, uh, you know, we started bringing people on the team that ended up being fantastic door openers for her. So yeah, um, just one step at a time. So, how many years? Because you said you you had the idea in 2012 and launched it 2017 as a side hustle. I think that's a really important point. A lot of people, um, you know, we often hear about side hustle, but maybe people don't really appreciate the amount of hours you put in. Now, you were just saying like five to twelve, and weekends were the time you put in. Is that is that true? And and how long for were you doing that sort of side hustle? Yeah, so we I would say we really started doing the side hustle just fully focused on the shoes for about three years. And, uh, when we had that conversation, that conversation that we're talking about, when I threw the idea at him, that was in December of 2011. And we started our business, actually had a business license in February, 2012, but it was years later until we actually hit the shelves of stores. Yeah. So we really had no idea like what it was going to take to like start a shoe company. So we kind of dabbled with other kind of side projects to be able to generate some revenue because we yeah. knew it was going to cost a lot of money. Mm. And uh, the actual prototype, the shoe prototype, wasn't made until 2015. So it was, it was quite some time. And then, But as soon as we made the prototype, when we really got serious about it, that's when, um, that's when I'd really say the side hustle started. 
and uh, we did a couple of crowds crowdfunding campaigns. Yep. Um, yep. That was great for generating revenue, um, getting people excited about the idea, and then also just getting the word out. So then, as we continue to grow, like kind of you know expanding that that newsletter crowd, if you will, um, they've just been you know staunch supporters ever since. It's amazing. I love it. Love the journey. Um, tell us a little bit about, um, I guess, some of the challenges starting off with an idea um, that you faced. And, and I can, I think, I can think of a few that I would probably think you'd face. And number one would be, how the hell do we actually bloody make a shoe? Like, <laughs> you know, design it number one and get the plans, and then actually get it made. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Uh, we learned early on that we needed to get connected with the people that really knew what they were doing. Yeah. And uh, we, we were fortunate enough. Um, another connection to a connection to Darren. He was working on Darren. Darren was a staunch. He's, he's always been a staunch entrepreneur. He's always had little projects going. And uh, he was actually working on a t-shirt project where he got connected with the guy that uh, was a shoe dog. You know, he worked on um, you know, a number of different shoes. He'd been a sales rep for a number of years. And uh, he was kind of the next member that joined our team. His name is Patrick Foster. And uh, he ended up being really the door opener for us to get into the right room to have conversations with um, stores to be able to, you know, not, I mean, Patrick wasn't the one that got us into the stores. He was the one that got us into the rooms to have conversations with people that we could like share the brand, share the mission, share the idea and kind of like draw some light on what we wanted to do. And uh, a lot of those stores could have said no, but instead they said yes. And the same thing went when it came to actually making the shoes, like the actual factories. We didn't go directly to a factory. We'd go to an agent that would help us navigate to a factory. And again, just kind of painting that picture of what we wanted to do, um, kind of the mission statement. And uh, again, they could have said no, but instead they said yes. And then after they say yes, then it's like, okay, well, how on earth are we going to pay for this? Because you can't, you go to banks and whatnot. I mean, they're not going to really talk about a high risk business. I mean, like going out and starting your shoe company, it's like one of the most competitive business on the planet. So, you know, you got to really be willing to put all your stuff up on collateral or just self-fund it. And that's, uh, that's what we did um, yeah. until we started getting that, um, you know, better, better financing with, um, with banks and stuff and to be able to have like revenue coming in from sales to really just kind of yeah, right. keep growing it. And I guess that's the thing. Once you get to that point where you can actually see a product and see the um, the value coming back in, then you know more people are inclined to back it. But getting started is is a lot more difficult because a lot of people won't back a, a risky concept or idea. Um, yeah, very much so. But that's really cool because, and again, I know many people out there. Um, I've got my brother always in my head telling me ideas. Um, but you know, actually going out there and finding, hey, how do we actually create this and make this? It's it's a different challenge. Did you just find that it was just a, a game of numbers? You just kept going out there and, and you had a lot of rejection along the way too? Or did you just get fortunate and have a couple of wins pretty early? Well, one, I mean, one really big win that we had early on was there's a, as soon as we got into, like one of the big stores we have up here in the, in the United States is Nordstrom. And uh, we, were, we were placed in Nordstrom and there was a mom that went into that store and had a really positive experience, went home and made a Facebook post about it. And it was the type of post that there wasn't really a whole lot to it, but there was just a lot of honesty, I guess, from the mom just talking about her success. And for whatever reason, when she posted it, it just got shared. It got shared 
in three days time, 280,000 times. And uh, now lifetime has been shared over 600,000 times. So this was pretty early after we had just hit the shelves of stores. And then all of a sudden you get this post that goes viral and there were just so many people that were finding out the brand all of a sudden. Now, at that time, we didn't even have an e-commerce site. We were directing all of our traffic. If someone came to our website, we would push all the traffic to our retail partners. Yeah. So our retail partners sold out of all their product overnight. And then it was a matter of like, oh, my gosh, they would recognize that this brand they were kind of taking a gamble on. Yeah. They recognized like, oh, my gosh, we need to restock. We need to have a deeper inventory. So that, that viral exposure... Um, you know, really set us up well for success later on. But it was a real, I mean, it's still a grind, but it was just like onesie, twosie all the way up to that point. And then it just, it just, there was a big fire lit under it. That's awesome, man. Awesome. Great, great range of shoes here. I'm just looking at the Australian side now. The, um, with, with the, I guess, business now that you've, once you got to that launch point, what, what did you do to make, I mean, obviously the, the shoe itself is quite a unique product and, and it was probably um, no competition, I guess, in, in what you designed and created there. But as you said before, shoe, shoe companies are, are prolific and very competitive. What did you do to position yourself differently? Was it, was it thought about or was it just let's do this? And Well, first off, yeah. So first off, it was a matter of like we had to be competitive. I mean, there's no reason... If we were going to enter into the market, we had to be, we had to be able to have a shoe that looked like it belonged next to the big boys. You know, yeah. it has to sit next to Converse, Vans, Nike, whatever it may be, hmm. and it has to have a price point that uh, you know matches that as well. Um, the the real delineator, the real like our, our separating part was going to be the zipper and really like the functionality of that zipper and what it offers up. I mean, it's a design. Guess it nestles into the the shoe well, but it also offers access to the shoe like like nothing before. Hmm. So what we did was we really focused on going in store and just you know participating a lot in some of these pop up events where we go in like really take the time to like educate the customer, like drive traffic to the site saying hey we're going to be in store, and then we'd have like just in person events to really educate the customer on the difference between our shoes and the other. And as soon as, I mean, you can look at the shoe and you can see the zipper, but as soon as you have it in your hand or on foot and you zip that up and you, you, you see your entire foot, it ends up being like, oh my gosh, wow. Like that's never been done before. And then it just, it's a whole different type of conversation. So, I mean, that's, did you start off small there or did you just go on a road trip and go store by store? How did you also promote that? Well, we weren't in very many stores, so the road trip wasn't that long. Okay. <laughs> it was, it was, it was kind of a road trip. But, uh, but as I say, you know, we weren't on very many storefronts, and a lot of them were were local, um, not too far away from where we live. Okay. And then the success from that, then all of a sudden they started expanding into other states, and then we'd have to jump on the plane and go there. But every time it was, it was just a real fun event because you're getting the sales, not only getting the customer excited, but you're getting the sales staff excited. They're having something new to talk about. And, uh, and then also you'd have customers that would come in that um, they were able to serve. Um, sometimes they were able to serve audiences that they hadn't been able to serve before. Like mm. all of a sudden someone's rolling in in a wheelchair. Someone's coming in with braces. And now they have a shoe that's easy for that customer to put on themselves. Whereas before it was just more like your stereotypical type of, you know, I don't know, just like ambulatory kid. So um, it was cool to be able to all of a sudden expand the, the audience 
of some of these stores. For those stores as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's something quite unique. I've, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a huge shoe person myself, but I, I certainly wear them. Um, but I've never come across, um, you know, some brand doing shoe um, examples or what do you call it, presentations in a shoe shop. So that's, um, that's, a, that's a great idea, isn't it? Just thinking about how you can reach the customer differently that provides not only you value in spreading the name and the customer, but also the, um, the supporting store. Yeah, yeah. And it's been fun too. I mean, because, I mean, our path, is, uh, our path has been really unique. And it's, mm. it's cool because we get a lot of customers that, we get a lot of customers that reach out that have, like you were talking about earlier, like they have their ideas and they're like, how do I bring this to market? And it's like, well, I mean, someone can ask me about building a business or being an entrepreneur and we can certainly share our story. I mean, our path isn't necessarily going to be the exact same as their path, but just giving them a highlight of like just the grind, um, yeah. you know, it's really important to like highlight that stuff and, you know, they, they, it definitely resonates with them. Yeah. And that grind piece and, you know, the perseverance and um, uh, the, the resilience, I suppose, to keep on going is is very important part of the journey and it. You know, like you said, 2011 or 2012 uh, until now, 2022. I mean, that's a that's a fairly good time frame. But now you've obviously seen the hard work paying off. Um, there's no doubt, still hard work day by day. Um, <laughs> but at least it's you know it's come to that point where it's 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 certainly paying the dividends. I um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a wonderful journey and a wonderful story. I, I really uh, appreciate you sharing it. Um, there's so many more questions I could probably go into. Um, but for now, mate, I've, I've really enjoyed this. And I'm actually looking at prices here on the Australian site. Very affordable shoes. Um, I need a new pair of shoes. And, and it's not just for um, people in wheelchairs, I suppose, but for anyone, isn't it? Like, they look fantastic. So, Yep, that was the whole premise. We want to take fashion, function, smash together, really in the spirit of inclusion, but a universal design, something that you know, it's convenient for everybody, but really yeah. empowers those in these that function. So dude, every human, everyhuman.com.au, they are a fantastic partner. We absolutely love every human. So um, I definitely point traffic that way. But if you want to come to the mothership, it's billyfootwear.com. And on social, it's at billyfootwear. Yeah. So I'll put the links in the show notes here. Is there a way that you, um, I mean, obviously you can go to a store and buy a pair of shoes and I've never bought a pair of shoes online myself, but if I was to look at a pair of shoes, I'm looking at one here now, which is a, Man's tan suede mesh billy comfort classic uh, looks kind of nice. Um, is there a way that we measure our feet and, and buy online that makes it easy? Or yeah, great question. Um, so on our, I, I I can't I don't know where it's located on every human's website, but uh, on your website, you go, that's where. Yep, I'm. yep, yep. So if you're on billyfootwear.com, um, there's a drop down where it says help. If yep. you go to help and you drop down, you'll see a thing that says size and chart. Size and and chart. Uh, that size and chart is, it's rather in depth. It's probably a more, like you look at it, you may get overwhelmed. But uh, what we wanted to do is we wanted to try to, you know, give as much information as possible because a foot is a three-dimensional object. And then, you know, traditional sizing charts are only two-dimensional. So you're like, you're trying to come up with a two-dimensional measurement for a three-dimensional object. So. Our, yeah. our sizing chart does a lot of circumference measurements around the ball of the foot That's cool. as well as more towards the ankle. But uh, if you want to see like the length and the width, um, you know, you, you should do that too. Yeah. Well, it looks pretty, um, pretty informative. I'm looking at the chart now. So that's cool. Um, what's next for Billy? You know, it's to keep growing. We got to yeah. just keep growing. I mean, we got a lot of skews, a lot of ideas um, in the cooker and, uh, and I say, we got to keep growing. And, and, and I say that not in the spirit of like, I want to be this really big business owner. 
I say that in the spirit of a business that's rooted in trying to add value and make a difference in the world. And in order for us to add value and to make a difference, we need to get bigger. So we have more to contribute. So that's our goal. Yeah. What are your values? Do you have like a mission statement or values as a, as a business? Yeah. Um, I, I say it enough. I hope I got it memorized. It's uh, we, we seek to be a brand. We seek to be a brand more than a brand of success, but a brand of significance. And we do that by adding value and making a measurable difference in the world one foot at a time. I like it. I like it. Mate, uh, I'd love to see a book about your story because I think it's impressive and, and there'd be a lot in your in your head there, I think, that would be of value to other people. So maybe that'll come one day and let me know how the journey goes, Billy. I'd love to have you on again one day. Oh, I'd love it too. Thank you so much again. Guys, you can check it all out at thehiddenwide.com. I think this is episode 1026 uh, with Billy and I'll stick all the links to our notes in there. So thanks again, Billy, and thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels, using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcast. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is lee martin Lutzi. until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon